Aren't you glad that the greater one lives in you? Amen? The greater one, the Holy Spirit of truth that Jesus uh, explained to us and taught to us that he would lead us and guide us and that every bit of knowledge that we needed and whatever we had forgotten, he would bring it back to our remembrance. What a promise, amen? We have that, uh, that unction by uh, a, a spirit that is just like Jesus. That means the, the spirit of, uh, of truth, but also the spirit of love and compassion. Aren't you glad of that? That, that Holy Spirit of love and compassion abides within you. That's the blessing. Amen. Uh, if you would, open up your Bibles to the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 30, uh, 13, Proverbs chapter 13, and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I, and I, I, I want you to write this on the table of your heart. Association brings activation. Association brings activation. And so, you know... What the Holy Spirit is wanting to do, He's wanting to quicken us about some things to help us. Now, uh, when, we, when we go through these verses of Scripture and we let this uh, message go forth, God is not uh, trying to browbeat us. He's not trying to condemn us. He just wants to help us to have the best life possible. Amen? And there's going to be times and seasons in your life and my life that we're able to uh, be around certain people and be a minister, uh, an influence, an encourager, or a strength to them. And there's going to be other seasons when uh, we just uh, maybe need to pull back just a little bit and just be with the Lord. Uh, Because, see, you and I, our friends that we take close to us, they're a statement of who we're choosing to become. Now, don't take that wrong because I know, you know, we know what the Pharisees, what Scripture said about Jesus. What the, they, you know, they said that they uh, made a, 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 a stark comparison between John the Baptist and between Jesus. But, uh, you know, the Scripture says that Jesus was a friend of sinners. Well, you and I, we are to be a friend of sinners. But till they start following Jesus, they can't be your friend. Now, don't get mad at me. There's a, we're going to look at the Word of God. See, we've got to understand what friendship is from a biblical perspective and not a worldly perspective, okay? All right. Uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 20. If you're there, say amen. All right, Proverbs 13 and 20. He that walketh with the wise, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion, we'll document this in just a moment, a fool shall be destroyed. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. The Apostle Paul to the church at Corinth, he says, Do not be deceived. Do not roam from safety, truth, and virtue. Evil, worthless communications, companionship... A worthless companionship, corrupt good manners, good moral habits. Verse 34, awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your shame. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. Yes, Lord. 
Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for being here. Uh, I want you to make this declaration with me. Come in agreement with me. Come on. I know when I'm the sponge and when I'm the water. This is important because you and I are talking about uh, being friends. We're talking about having an association with people and activating things in their life and allowing them to be our friend when they're in that place and that position to activate things in our life. So you and I, we're going to always be in one of those two places. We're either going to be a sponge or we're going to be the water. Amen. And, and so uh, once again, tonight, this message is to encourage you and I and just to propel us and to move us forward in some in some great truths here, I think, that will really bless us. Amen. Because we got to know where our strengths are uh, and, and we got to know how the enemy can work in different ways to browbeat you, to bring discouragement, to hurt you and hinder you. But God has good things for you. Amen? All right. Let's go back and let's look in, in, in our text in Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 20. He that walketh with the wise. See, the Bible's talking about me this evening. Amen? Come on, I'm, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to choose to walk with that person who is wise. What, what makes a person wise? Uh, a wise person is not a perfect person. Because there's only one perfect, that's Jesus. But a wise person uh, chooses to see what is a benefit, what is a blessing, what is uh, uh, something that will edify you and encourage you in your life, and, and, and you walk toward that. You walk with that, amen? That's a wise person. Uh, I, I, I used to make a lot of foolish decisions, and then I'd ask God why I had so many problems in my life. You know, you know I'd grab a host. Uh, of those things that were comfortable to my flesh, that were easy on my mind and, and uh, uh, fed, let's be honest, we've all got addictions in our life in, in the natural, amen? And it fed those addictions and, and it made me uh, comfortable for a moment. Anybody agree, understand what I'm talking about? But that moment was so short-lived, it was so fleeing. And so I want to be in the place and the position where I do what the Bible says. I want to know that the Bible is telling me that I can walk with those who have the ability to make my life stronger, more, uh, more enjoyable, and all of those things. Now, let's just look at some things I think it will help us. He that walketh of the wise shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed, uh, sh shall be broken. But th this word right here... You and I, when we, when we understand that this companion, this companionship, it means to, uh, from a because the Bible is written from a, a livestock point of view because we're supposed to be the sheep of His pasture. It means to graze. So you and I would talk about today eating at the same table with. In other words, those who I hang around with, I, I, I'm going to partake of whatever they're partaking of. Have you ever noticed? You you know. Uh, that whoever, you can tell who somebody's been around by listening to their speech just a little bit of time. I mean, you don't take you long to tell whether this old boy's been alone with the Lord or whether I've been alone with myself and my struggles and my problems and every lie of the devil, amen, because it'll come out in my speech. And, and it's the same way then uh, when, we're, when we hang around different people. When, when there were certain things that was dominating my life that weren't pleasing to the Lord and controlling me, I looked for people who would enable 
who would aid me, that would help me in that direction. Well, as, uh, as you and I are trying to become more Christ-like, we're trying to draw closer to the Lord, we need to, uh, to draw nigh and, and become uh, friendly with those who can uh, encourage us and strengthen us in the things of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So let, let's look at this just a little bit. You're in, in Proverbs 13. Let's drop back to um, verse 26 in the 12th chapter. Proverbs 12, 26. And let's look at this companions just a little bit. These who would be evil. These companions of the foolish. But look what it says in verse 26. Proverbs 13, 26. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. Now let's understand, you know, Jesus is the righteous one. He's, he's the root of righteousness. And so when, when you get to in the place where you simply call on the name of the Lord... Uh, the seed of righteousness, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that comes inside of you. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Come on. But, but that root of righteousness is working in your life. And, and, and that root is wanting to start growing in and through your life and producing the fruit that this Bible talks about. Amen? Uh, but, but there's things of, of the enemy that would try to discourage you. And this is where the rest of the verse goes. The righteous is, is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked. Now, uh, this word wicked here, because it's hard for us to, to, to get a grasp of this, it simply means an active bad person. There are certain people that just choose to work for the devil. Amen? And so that means they're actively bad in the sense that they're following the influence of every uh, fallen spirit and entity in this world. And if the devil can get them to have influence in my life, in your life, then he's succeeded. So you and I have got to be in a place and a position to say, wait a minute, I've got the righteous one in me. I've got the one who wants to take everything that's wrong with my life, everything that's hurting in my life, everything that's discouraging in my life, and, and, and I want to receive that, amen? I want to allow that to be first and foremost in my, in my life, but I've got a devil out there. I've got an enemy out there. I've got the father of lies. I've got the, uh, the very origin of death that's wanting to take me away from that. And, and so Scripture says that uh, the, the way of the wicked seduceth them. So in my life, I never got into a lot of trouble by myself. Anybody relate? But when I got hooked up with the, with, with the person that had the same uh, spirit that was working in their life, the same uh, hindrance in their life, the same, let's just be honest, the same sin in their life, look out. Because the Bible says we're too agreed, okay, that can be good or bad that can be positive or negative well then things happen so the holy spirit is wanting us to see some things he's wanting us to see that that our association our the, the those who we closely are knit to those who we influence and those who influence us they're going to bring an activation in our life and so if i'm seeing some things in my life that's not in and of this bible that isn't that is not bringing freedom that is not bringing hope and confidence i need to step back and i need to say lord would you give me a x-ray vision of their heart would you show me what is the motive of why they want to be with me do they love me or are they using me the devil loves to use people come on now if you've got a little bit of money he wants it if you've got a little bit of freedom he wants to take it if you've got health he wants to steal it if you've got anything that's of god he is the one who wants to steal kill and destroy out of your life and my life and he can only work through those people around us so we got to be cautious now uh let's go to proverbs chapter one just for a second i i, I know this is kind of a 
a hard message, but I've got to preach it. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 1, and let's understand this uh, actively bad person, this person who is attached to sin. Proverbs 1 and 10. This is uh, uh, very important for us to get a host of. Proverbs 1 and 10, it says, My son, aren't you glad that God claims you? And we talked about this morning. God claims you. Come on, say I'm God's. Doesn't matter what the devil says. He hasn't got anything to do with this. When you and I have a, a, a confidence in the saving grace of Jesus Christ, when we have uh, opened up our heart to Him, we are the Lord's. Nobody else can judge that. Only God can. Amen? And, he, and when, when the Holy Spirit is in your spirit and there's a bearing of witness there, in other words, when God says, you're mine, and you say, yes, Lord, I am, it has nothing to do with nobody else. It has nothing to do with what I might have done right or what I might have done wrong. Come on, it's deeper than that. God doesn't look at the moment. He's looking at the eternity and our confession of Jesus. And we've got to hold on to that. Come on, the Spirit of God is wanting to encourage us. Now, my son, if... Now, 19 times this same Hebrew word is translated when. So we would be better to translate it when. My son, when sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, that should encourage us because that's telling you and I that we have the ability to recognize when somebody is going to come to try to pull us away from God's best. And if I can recognize it, I can stand against it. Amen? If you can recognize it, you can stand against it. So we have this assurance. So first of all, we have... We have three things in this verse that we need to apply. That I'm God's. Because God claims me whether nobody else does or not. So I'm God. So I'm going to rest in His saving grace. He does not make a mistake. He does not fail. He does not come short. And, and so I'm going to hold on to that truth and that reality. But I, I also see that I'm going to be enticed. Come on, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tried. You're going to, uh, the devil is going to do everything he can to pull against you. Every time I preach how God is so good to me and I overcome something, what happens? I walk out this door and the devil gets in my face and says, Boy, you better shut up. And he brings the trial. He brings the tribulation. He brings the temptation. But it doesn't change what my God's done. It doesn't change what the Word has said. I'm going to stand on the Word of God and I'm going to point my finger in the face of the devil and hope. In Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to trust in what Jesus has done because he has bought you and I with a price. The price of his precious blood. And I'm not going to back up on that. You're not going to back up on that. So temptation. It's going to come. Trouble. Trials. All of these things are going to come. But look what he said. I have the promise that I don't have to consent to it. I don't have to agree with it. When you don't have to agree with sin. When sin comes and he goes, oh, remember how it felt? Remember how it looked? No, I don't agree with you anymore. I agree with the one who has delivered me from that. I have an association. I'm grazing at the table of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Amen. I'm eating from his table now and I'm going to hold on to him. Verse number 11. If they say, come with us lay uh, and let us lay wait for blood let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause verse 12 let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down to the pit we shall find all precious substance and we shall fill our houses with spoil verse 14 cast in thy lot among us let us all have one purse no you and i we have a purse with jesus come on our riches are in heaven we're laying our treasures up in heaven we're Thief cannot, where moth can, where rust cannot. Come on, come on. We're not, we're not in agreement with the enemy any longer. 
Verse number 15. My son, again, walk not thou in the way with them, refrain thy foot from thy path. So here's our victory tonight. Our victory is that God has said that I can keep, I can bring my foot out of the way that I used to walk. Come on. So, so I, I, I walk out these doors, and no doubt I will. I'll walk out these doors, and there'll be something happen. And, and the devil will show me the footprints of my past. He'll show me what was comfortable. He'll show me what was enjoyable. Or he'll come and show me a, a, a lie telling me that I can't walk in the footprints of the Lord. Come on, he'll work one way or the other. But what I have to do, I have to say, no, my steps are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Amen. And so I'm not going to believe that. Sure, I'm feeling all of these feelings. Sure, the, 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 there's, there's fiery darts that's coming against me, but I'm going to hold up the shield of faith. I'm going to say, God, no matter what's happening, come on, the water of the Holy Ghost has wet down my leather shield of faith, and those darts are going to hit it, but the water of the Word by the Holy Ghost is going to put those fiery darts out. Amen? I'm going to stand strong in who I am. Who am I? I'm God's. Who are you? You're the Lord's. Amen? You've got to tell the devil that. We've got to believe that. And so our instruction is that we're in a place and a position that God wants to influence us. So would you look at some things with me? I think they'll encourage us so much. Uh, I, I want you to be built up tonight. I want you to see what having the association that Jesus wants us to have, what it will bring out of your life. Go with me to First Kings chapter 19. We're just going to hit a few verses of scripture tonight. Let's look at influence. Let's look at what a positive association will do in your life. 1 Kings chapter 19, and just for sake of time, I want to read, starting in verse 15. This is where Elijah uh, is going to meet up with Elisha. And Elijah is going to deposit everything that he has in his life into Elisha's life. So you've got some things in your life I need tonight. I've got some things in my life that you need tonight. You and I, we're going to graze at the table of the Lord. We're going to feed at the table of the Lord. We're going to hook up together by the Holy Ghost. And we're going to be able to have a, a divine influence from Him on each other. Because you and I, we're going to activate. See, if I hang around you what the Lord has activated in your life, it's going to be activated in my life. Well, this is the truth. I, I can tell you from... Uh, I can testify to you the truth. I, I, when we got called to a certain uh, church and sent under a certain pastor, never had the fruit of the Spirit in the sense of the gifts working like they did until we sat under that pastor. And when we sat under that pastor, there was things that was loosed. And then we moved and went back to where we come from. And before I knew it, I had lost what had been activated in my life. It happened so slowly. I, I didn't even know it till I was like Samson. And then I, what? I, I recognized that the Spirit of God and what He was doing in my life wasn't there in the way that He wanted to be. Amen? And, and so when I got back to where I was supposed to be, God hadn't changed. He was still there wanting to work in that same way. And so when I come back to my place that He had ordained for me, there was the move of the Spirit. Come on, I'm telling you the truth. All right, let's see what... Elijah, the influence he had on Elisha. Verse 15, 1 Kings 19, 15. And the Lord said unto him, unto Elijah, Go, return on the way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest unto Hazael to be king, I want you to anoint him, Hazael, to be king over Syria. Verse 16. And Jehu, the son of uh, Nimshi, 
shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. All of that's uh, another message for another time. But And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abimeholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Verse 17. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth from the sword of Haziel shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. See, God wants us to influence one another, and uh, our association brings activation where we can finish the will of God. In other words, God's saying, my will is not going to be undone. See, what I don't get to finish, you're going to get to finish. Come on, we're going to work together. We're part of the body of Christ. And so, if you, we don't take time to look at it, but if you, look, if you went to 2 Kings chapter 2, you would find out that 10 years passed. Elijah influenced Elisha for 10 years, and then Elijah, got, he gets called to heaven. And Elisha takes over the ministry, and he does exactly, he has a double portion anointing. He does 32 miracles, where Elijah done 16 miracles. Come on, greater. See, every time we associate with each other, you pass down to me or I pass down to you what God has put in our life. God isn't a God that says, oh, how sweet. No, God says, I'm going to add and then I'm going to multiply. Come on, God wants to add to your life tonight all of these promises and then he wants to multiply them out of your life into other people's. That's why the devil wants to get you to stay in the past, live out of what has hurt and harmed, live out of what has been a limitation. No, you're a child of God. You have a destiny that is beyond understanding. Amen? You believe that? I believe it, don't you? Alright, let's go and let's look at a New Testament version of it. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. I almost hate to go there because I've preached out of it so many times. But let's let's just see something. I think it'll bless us so much. Um, in Luke chapter 9, let's look at John. Uh, of course, it's about James and John, but I, I want us to think about the Bible because the Apostle John, the Apostle of Love. But he had to be influenced by Jesus before he became the Apostle of Love. And so tonight, there may be some areas in your life that are not perfect. There may be some areas in your life where you're struggling. Guess what? Jesus wants to be your friend. He, he wants to put people in the body of Christ in your life to be your friend. He wants to influence you and show you what your destiny is. Look, uh, in Luke chapter 9, verse... Um, uh, da, 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 da. But to get the full thought of this, verse 49, Luke 9 and 49, uh, uh, we had a situation here where they're in a disagreement. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. Verse 50, And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. So we, we get a little ideal of where John is. Uh, his mindset is, hey, uh, we've got it all. Guess what? You and I, we don't have it all. But we're serving the one who does. And, and, and we may be blessed right here. We may be blessed right now. But if we don't keep walking with Jesus, if we don't keep moving forward, guess what? Come on, God is a God that does not stand still. So he's calling us forth tonight. He's getting us ready for this coming year. And we've got to have uh, this mindset. And so uh, Jesus is doing a little correction. He's doing a little influence in John's life. Notice what happens. Verse 51. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, when Jesus should uh, go to the cross, he steadfastly set his face to Jerusalem. 
And he sent messengers before his face, and they went, and they entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Verse 54, And when his disciples, James and his brother John, the sons of thunder, when, uh, when they saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elijah did? Verse 55, but he, Jesus, turned and rebuked them and said, you know not what manner of spirit you are of. So we see that, uh, that everything that we read in the Gospel of John, that we read about in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, in the book of Revelation, when we get a better insight of this great apostle of love, he wasn't always the apostle of love. So don't be discouraged tonight if you read in the Bible and you see... Uh, where people are at, and you don't find yourself there. You're going there. Amen? Because you're going to be influenced. The more you read this Bible, the more you spend time with Jesus, your best friend, the more that you let the Holy Ghost reveal this Word to you, and the more that you come together and fellowship with your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, this association is going to bring activation in your life. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The more I hung around uh, uh, different strong people in the Lord, the more that, that I started to believe that what God was doing in their life, He would do for me. The more that I saw that He spoke uh, by the Spirit in their life, He brought dreams and He brought visions, he, he brought truth and understanding that I'd never seen or understood before, then all of a sudden, as I associated with them, that gift was activated in my life. The, the more that I, 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 I you know, I've, I've shared with you so many things about how I missed out on 15 years of salvation, of, of the fullness of what God had for me, because I, I didn't know how good the Holy Spirit was, the plan of God, the promises of God. But when I come and that was activated in my life, it changed everything about my life. And it's going to keep changing it. Amen? All right. So... Look what he said, verse 56. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them, and they went on to another village. That's what you and I got to do. We may mess up, but let's go on. Let's go on. Let's keep going. Let's go in the Lord, amen? Don't let uh, uh, a mishap, don't let a mistake, don't let a misunderstanding stop you. Come on, the devil wants to do everything he can to bring discouragement in your life. Don't let it happen. Your life is too important. You're here to reproduce. Come on, physically, spiritually, you're here to reproduce. You're to bring forth others in the plan and the will of God. And the only way that we can do that effectively in Jesus is this association. Come on, this is, it's going to activate the promises of God. Isn't that exciting tonight? All right, so at the same time, we see that we can have this, this influence in our life that is so powerful. We've got to be on guard because uh, the, the devil loves... Right now, there is a, 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 a strong spirit that is working to bring deception in the, in the world to, to make, try to make the church accept things. Now, Jesus, he accepted people. He did not accept sin. Come on, and he didn't accept a lifestyle that was contrary. What he done? He said, "Listen, you come with me, and you walk the way you're walking. But if you'll associate with me, I'm going to show you something that's going to make you let go of your lifestyle that is hurting you, that is hindering you, that seems so perfect, but in reality, it's perverse. 
It seems like it has uh, pleasure in it, but in truth it has pain. I'm going to give you something better. So look what Paul, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And let's, let's see how Paul wrote to the, those who are in the church uh, to, to give them warning. We won't take time to read all of this, but he talks about uh, how a little leaven levels the whole lump, which means you and I, we can just submit to a little bit of sin, and that little bit of sin, it'll take hold in our life. I, see, I, if I'm not careful, there's things that I, my flesh loves to do. I, you know, I love to speak my mind. Well, if my mind has not been get over, over to Jesus, it's not worth speaking. But the moment I give to saying one little thing, before long, I'm on a big, long tangent. Come on, a little leaven. In other words, giving a little bit to the devil, giving place to the devil. See, Ephesians 4.27 says, Neither give place to the devil. That word uh, place could be opportunity. Neither give an opportunity. When I give him a little opportunity, guess what? He doesn't just take an inch. He takes a whole mile. Amen? And and so I've got to be cautious. But look what the instruction that Paul gives us here. He said in verse number 9, and you can read the other in your home study time, but uh, 1 Corinthians 5 and 9, he said, I wrote, to you in a, wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. Now, th- this word company here means I don't, I don't want you to mix together. I don't want you to associate as friends. Now, we're to influence people. You can be their friend. That's what we're talking about. But they can't be your friend. Because, see, when you're their friend, you're helping them you're you're encouraging you're giving truth to them and, and you're not in the place where you receive truth from them because i'm not being cruel or mean there's no truth in them come on we're being honest now we, we, uh, so and we're not being cruel because we, god loves and he reaches out to people god loved me he reached out to you and, and so Hold that in your heart. Now look what he said, verse 10. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with covetousness or extortioners or with idolaters. For then must ye needs go out of the world. Verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother. Now this is what we're talking about. In uh, this, this is a, a false convert. This is someone... Uh, he's getting even more detailed here. It is called a brother be a fornicator or a covenant or an idolater or a, a railer, a black glider, a black order, a reviler, or a drunkard or an extorter with such as one not to eat. Because you and I were eating at the table of the Lord. Amen. Now, we're to feed everybody. Come on, that, that's what Jesus did. Jesus, he brought uh, the, the 5,000 men. He fed them. And, and you had about 20,000 people. Another time he fed 4,000 uh, men and, and their wives and their children. So, you, you know, that number greatly uh, multiplied because of that. He fed them. They didn't feed him. And, and so, uh, uh, in other words, you don't let them influence you, but you can influence them, amen? But you've you got to be cautious because the devil will put people in your life. I, uh, when I, I've shared with you just a little bit. When uh, my mom... Finally talked my dad into, into letting her take me and my brother to church. And, and, uh, and Donna went with us. And, and uh, you know, there were people in the church. And, uh, you know, she was so excited about being in church. And, and I didn't know anything about it because I wasn't saved or it didn't. But anyway, I was 
interested in it, but didn't know anything about it. But, but the devil used people in that church uh, to, just, to take away the liberty, the freedom for her to be able to take us to church because they were false brethren. They, 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 sin come out. I mean, it was... You, you don't wife swap, okay? I mean, you, you, you understand. You, you're, you're supposed to be faithful to who you are. And, and so that destroyed, and that, that ultimately ended... The devil used that to, to keep my dad in a place of hating people who went to church, and, and especially preachers and all of these things. And so what, what I'm saying is we got to know who to hang around with. There's certain people I can hang around with and I can influence. There's certain other people that have a stronger anointing that is going to what? I'm talking about the devil has an anointing. I, and there's certain things I've got to stay away from because I don't care. I'm not super holy. I'm super needy of the Holy Ghost is what I am. And I've got to know where my weakness is. And, but then I also know where my strength is. And so I let the Lord use me. So I want you to be in the place. In other words, the Holy Spirit is just wanting to caution us tonight. But he's wanting to, to reel us in in one area to protect us. But he's wanting to loose us and set us forward in another area to make a difference. Amen? Amen. All right. Verse 12. For what I have to what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do you not judge them that are without? Verse 13. But them that are with out God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person, that actively moral, unmoral person. Put, put, put that person away from you in that season. If you can't influence them, don't let them influence you. Amen? Hallelujah. We're talking about just being strong. We're not talking about not praying for people. Come on, I can be around somebody in the Spirit and pray for them a lot stronger and a lot more influential than I can in the natural. Come on, we're talking truth now because you, there, there's, the flesh is out of the way and you're in your prayer closet and the Holy Ghost is taking you to where they're at. And you may, He may even show you what the devil is trying to do in their life. And you get along with the Lord and you pray in the Holy Ghost and you can see angels show up. And you can see angels get a host of their lives and turn them away from that where if you were there in the natural, it probably wouldn't do a thing. They'd either get mad at you for being there because they would feel guilty or they would feel like you were judging them. Or certain things might even make me want to go off with them. I'm talking about myself now. I'm not talking about you. Come on, this flesh is strong in one sense in trying to control us, but it's weak in trying to survive against certain sins. So we've got to be strong in wisdom. We've got to walk with the power of the Lord. Amen? Okay. So go with me to the Old Testament. Just another set of verses of Scripture to help you. Let's go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 30. And let's see... How important it is. We have an example, an Old Testament example of what happens when God's people don't do what God tells them to do. In other words, you can be hindered your whole life if you're not careful. I said Numbers chapter 30. Obviously, that's not right. Numbers chapter 33. Numbers chapter 33. Let's pick it up in verse 50. Numbers chapter 33. Verse 50. Now, this is God's uh, children. He's, he's given them instruction where as they walk through this world on their way uh, to the, in the promised land, to the, finding all the promises of God, He's showing them how the devil 
can be stopped to steal, kill, and destroy from them. I want that, don't you? Verse 50. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, the land of promise, uh, verse 52, Then shall you drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Let's stop right there. Then shall you drive out all the inhabitants of the land that's before you. All right, so when we look at the, the Old Testament is written for types and shadows for you and I here in the New Testament. So when he's talking about coming into the promised land, it's a type of salvation. So, so we look at it here on this side of the cross is when you get saved, when you believe in the heart and confess with the mouth, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You've got all the promises of the cross uh, that are there available to you and, and your spirit is brand new, born again, but you've got the same body. You've got the same mind because you're re- starting to renew the mind. And so that means the devil is going to come against you the same way that he did before, but he's going to come at you at a greater level because now he sees that you're a threat to his kingdom. You're a threat to uh, what he wants to do in your life because you have the hope of eternal life in you, right? So he said, the command is you have to drive out. So I have to, this word drive out, uh, it, it means that I have to occupy my salvation. I have to occupy my 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 part in the promises of God. And so I've got to drive out everything. I've got to look and I've got to judge everything that's a hindrance to what God would do in my life. And I've got to use the name of Jesus. See, you've been authorized to use the name of Jesus. Everything that comes against you and your family, you can speak the name of Jesus over it. You can bind it. You can have a season then where the Spirit of God will show you what you need to do to where you get victory over it. You walk on top of it instead of it walking on top of you. Amen? All right, then shall you drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, notice, and destroy all their pitchers. Now, this word destroy literally means that. It means every, so every image of sin that wants to be, once was in your life, it has to be destroyed. It has to be broke down. Because if you don't destroy it out of your life, that picture, that image that is in you, it'll start coming up. And when it starts coming up, it'll start reproducing. This is a command. So this also means everything that you have thought about yourself that the devil has told you has to be destroyed. Because every one of us, we have pictures. The devil says, you're a failure. You're weak. You're addicted. You're defeated. You're going to be destroyed. You're going to die. You're not going to inherit God's best. All of these things, all of these pictures, they're an image that the devil wants to keep reproducing and reproducing. He wants us to look into it. But the Bible says that you and I are to look, James, in the epistle of James chapter 1, we're to look into the Word of God, which is the true mirror, the true picture of who we are. When you look in the mirror of the Word of God, you see the blood of Jesus on your life. You, you see a new creature in Christ Jesus. And, and, and you see the ability of the Word of God that brings truth in you, that makes you free from all of those things. Amen? But, but you've got to destroy some things. See, in, in my, I, 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 
just be honest with you, you know, I, I had a lot of vulgar things in my life when I got born again. And I, uh, I kept those vulgar things hid back. For a long time. And, and, and then the Lord, as he started showing those vulgar things to me, then that was the time to deal with them. And, and when it came the time to deal with them, then I took those things, and there were some little things that had to be burnt. Come on. Ha- had to be done away with. And, and I had me a big old party. I had me a big old burning party. And I, I, I burned them in the natural. And as I burned them in the natural, I g- gave them up and I prayed in the spiritual for the Lord to take them out of my life. I used to love astrology and, 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 and you know, I, I, numerology and all these things. I'm not talking about Bible numerics. I'm talking about numer. I worked a lot of things. I figured out a lot of things that was a, what I didn't know was of the devil. Amen. I had these things that were attached to me and they were limitation to me. They had to be burnt. They had to be destroyed. They had to be taken out of my life because if I didn't, sooner or later, they would come back to get a host of me. So we've got to get rid of them. He said, the next part of the verse, and destroy all their molten images. Uh, This is literal things that have been formed out of your works. Literal things that have been formed out of my works, out of what I've done. They've got to be be, uh, destroyed. And quite pluck down all their high places. Remember the first time I had my pastor over to my house. You know, I, I never thought about it the first time he came. And, and, and he was looking at all of these. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about me. So I'm not talking about you. He's looking at all of these tapes. Because I was a music man. Okay? And I had all these things. And he said, huh, 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 huh. He wasn't judging me. But he was, I, he was showing me that there was something better. Because he made me, I never thought about what I was listening to, how it was having an impact on my life. But he gave me an option of something better. Now, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. Because everything, the Holy Ghost, it's personal. It's between you. And so, though, though, in other words, those things, I had them proudly displayed on the wall in the living room because this is my collection. Yeah. See, quite plucked down all their high places. That had to come down where Jesus could come up. Talking to me. But when that come down, all of a sudden, I didn't realize why I was so sad all the time. You listen to sad music. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about you. But when I listen to sad music and I listen to how this is going to make it better when that's a lie. Come on. I'm lifting that up. I'm putting it on the altar. And I have an altar of lies. Amen. And those things was, was hindering me. It's so sad. You can't. I, we've got hours and hours of videotapes when the kids was little, and all you hear is this stuff in the background that's louder than they are. Because see, I couldn't stand that. I was in sin, and I couldn't stand to have a quiet moment. They had to be music blaring because that that was that was how I rationalized, how I kept myself. That's how I medicated myself. Okay, everybody has some way they medicate them. That's how I medicated myself. Verse fifty-three. <clears throat> and shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and shall dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. See, I, your home is your castle. 
Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, but it's your, it's your castle. You, you, you need to see that the devil has no right to be in your castle, in your life, in any form, any fashion. He starts talking in your ear. Devil, I shut the door in Jesus' name. When Jesus shuts the door, come on, nobody can open it. So you've you got to be in the place and position. I've got to possess this. See, I, I, I'm giving, uh, I, have, I had little gods in my life, and those little gods, I let them determine whether I was happy, whether I was sad, whether I was successful, all of those things. No, what makes me successful is not, has nothing to do with man. It has everything to do with this word, Jesus the Christ. That's your success. That's your victory. But I've got to possess my salvation. In other words, I've got to possess what God's given me. Jesus said I'm an overcomer. So I've got to possess that. I've got to, when the devil comes and says, you're defeated. No, uh-uh. I'm possessing the reality of what God said. I'm an overcomer. I have victory. I have deliverance tonight. Amen? All right. And you shall divide the land by lot for an inheritance among your families. And to the, and to the more you shall give. And to the more, in other words, according to how big they are. But verse 55. But if you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which you let remain of them shall be pricks in your own eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. In every area that you and I don't take advantage of this word, the devil is going to have an open door to work in your life. This is a warning to us. He wants us to enjoy our life. If we're, if we're still struggling with the same things, if we're still beating our head against the wall in the same areas, we need to see why. Amen? And maybe just try God's way and see if everything don't work. Pricks in your own eyes. In other words, you're not able to see the truth. I want to see the truth, don't you? And shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. I don't want to be vexed anymore. I've, I've spent enough time being vexed. I want to act on the Word of God. I want to let it to be what it is. It's life. It's truth. It's hope. It's confidence. Amen? Okay. I, I, don't, have, I don't have this, but I... I the Holy Ghost gave me these scriptures uh, a while ago, and I'm going to read it to you. And, but for it to make sense, I'm going to read it to you out of the Message Bible. I, I don't know anything about the Message Bible, uh, but the Spirit of God gave a phrase to me. He said, I want you to tell the people to say yes to me tonight. Say yes to me tonight, and he's going to help you and I activate this, this, these wonderful promises in our life. And so this is the verses of Scripture that I got, and to get them... It had to come from the Message Bible. Amen? So you can read it in your King James or whatever version you read. But in James chapter 4, I want to read to you verses 7 through 10. And I want us to apply this tonight. Amen? James chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. So let God work His will in you. You, you and I, we can let God work His will in us. Amen? Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. That's a promise. Tell the devil, no. I don't have to follow you, devil. I don't have to listen to you. You don't have dominion over me. Amen? 
Now notice this. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. I think we can all relate to that, don't you? Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. Remember what we talked about this morning in closing, how the Lord talked about our tears? Think about this. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the Master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Get down on your knees before the Master. It's the only way you'll get down, I mean, get up on your feet. Isn't that a promise? Hallelujah. Now, Rodney Dangerfield, he made this statement. He's, and, and I'm going to say it the way he said it. It's, I don't like it. But he said, my old man, I don't know, you know, but he should have said his dad. But he said, my old man, I was talking to him and I told him, I said, nobody likes me. And that's the way some people feel. They feel like nobody likes them. And he, but his dad gave him a very powerful word of truth. He said, don't say that, son. You haven't met everybody yet. So when the devil tells you that nobody likes you, come on, he's a liar. That's not true. Why does the devil tell us that? Why does he tell us that people don't like us or they don't understand us? Because he wants you and I to separate. He wants us to just... Uh, kind of get on an island by ourselves. He wants us to withdraw. You and I, we are meant to be around each other. And, and this is one of the ways that I struggle because I, uh, the devil tries to keep me in a shell. He tries to, uh, to keep me in a place for because I don't like to be vulnerable. And, you know, and we think that there's safety in that, but there's not. That's not true. Everything the devil does is a lie. But I want you to know something. There is all type of medical studies... And I want you to think about that as we have this altar call. There's, there's a, 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 a scientist at Berkeley, uh, Leonard Simar, and he made this amazing uh, revelation as he, as he looked at groups of people around the world. As he looked at groups of people around the world, there were so many who died at a young age uh, because they were... They had different attitudes about isolation and about friendships. But he looked at the Japanese culture and he looked at how they were the longest living people uh, in that Asian area because they drew together. They, they drew strength from one another. They, they ate together. They, they, in other words, they communed together. You and I, we need to commune together. We need, I, I need to know what the Holy Ghost is saying to you. I need to wo- know what the Lord is, is revealing in your life because what He's saying to you, I might not be in the place and the position of growth to hear it for myself, but if I hear it from you, then the Holy Spirit can take what you're sowing in my life and I can allow that to be mine. Amen? And, and so we need to come together. Association, it brings activation. Come on, tell everybody that you come in contact with that, that you've got something in you to give them. As the Holy Spirit would lead you, you do, you've got something. The greater, the Bible says the greater one lives in you. And you've got something to give, amen? But tonight, I want us to be in the place and the position where we become harmless but wise. 
right? Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said, I, I, I want you to, to be wiser than the serpent, but I want you to be harmless as doves. And so we need to see how the devil is working in our lives tonight, and, and we need to make sure that we're not allowing him to cause us to associate with something that would be a limitation in our life. So let, 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 let's pray this prayer and let us meet the Lord. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, right now, as we stand and sit before you, our hearts are hungry for the truth. We ask that you would show us anything that is pricking our eyes, anything that we are not able to see, anything that is vexing us in this land of salvation, in this land of, uh, of deliverance, any, any area that the enemy has a stronghold in our life, we, we, we want to drive it out. We want, we want to make sure that we possess our salvation, that we allow you to be first and foremost in our lives. We ask that you would just enlighten us, that you would draw us right now, and help us to see that you are the greatest friend ever. Don't let any person be under condemnation, but let them have hope and expectancy in what you want to do in their life. We ask this in the name of Jesus, and we all say, Amen. Amen. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar? And say, Lord, I, I, I just want to bow down before you, and I, I want to hear and see some things I haven't heard before. I, I want to bow down before you, and I just want to make the confession that, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my soon-coming King, but you're my best friend. Come on, best friends share secrets. Jesus has some secrets for you tonight, some secrets that will make you strong, some secrets that will give you victory and peace like you've never had before. Would you come? Would you come tonight and just, just let the Lord, just let Him love on you? He's wanting to love on you. He's wanting to associate with you and activate His promises in your life. And if you uh, are, are not sure about anything, all you've got to do, it doesn't matter about anybody else, all you just say, Lord, I, I, I want you to be just that. And when you call on Him, when you name Him Lord, then that's what He is. When you name him Savior, that's what he is. When you name him friend, that's what he is. Because the Bible says you and I, we have what we say. Amen. Hallelujah.